We've got witch battles. We've got logic battles. We've got truck battles, a family face-off, haunted cabins in the woods, and a magical puka shell necklace. It is the final episode of the much-beloved, much-discussed, and much-theorized inaugural foray, at least officially, as long as we can go ahead and ignore uh, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that other stuff, um, of MCU into the television. And gotta say, parting is such sweet sorrow, but if this show is any indication, we are in store for much more greatness from the MCU. Welcome to the MCU Pod, a companion podcast to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Grant Davis, and I've gone ahead and pulled in the South Coast Avengers to help me cover this finale. <laughs> We're excited to be joined once again by our good friend and comics aficionado, owner of Rogues Gallery Comics and Games, and podcaster of thetvdudes.com, Randy Lander. Hello. Yes, I'm. I'm so happy to be uh, to be talking about this show that I wasn't sure about in the beginning, but now I've come around on. You're sold. I'm sold. When's, oh, when's the next? When's the next episode? <laughs> oh no, we, I have some bad news for you. Uh, and we're also excited once again to be joined by our buddy Jeff Schusler of RageSelect.com. He's a he's a video game expert, but also all around pop culture comics expert as well. And uh, a curmudgeon. Yes. A curmudgeon. <laughs> Ooh, you kids. Oh, he's so curmudgeonly. <laughs> he's coming to us from inside the hex. <laughs> yeah, I think Grant's power. Where is it? Give me your, give it to me. Uh, <laughs> your you're, power. You're going to be disappointed. I have no <laughs> um, Tonight we are streaming the pod live on YouTube. Talking WandaVision episode nine, which is the finale. And of course... There's going to be spoilers for this episode and for the entire series. I feel like with episode nine, if I have to keep saying that, someone, someone's just, uh, you should know better, I guess. <laughs> what are you doing? If you haven't watched the episode and you're doing this, that'd be weird. Anyway, I guess with that note, uh, proceed with caution. But you know, before we go ahead and, and dive into all of the discussion, I do have a quick little uh, dance party. Sparky too. <laughs> that's been making the rounds online. I don't know if you guys already had seen that, but no, that's great. I actually was just yesterday. I was watching somebody did a compilation of that song in like all nine of the languages that oh. the show is translated into. <laughs> Tell you the French version. <laughs> Magnifique. <laughs> Uh, Slayer Fest X 98 or whoever made that great job. <laughs> Loved it. Um, 
All right, so I wanted to go ahead and do a, a, a few announcements before we do this properly. Um, we are, uh, like I said, we're doing this weekly, this podcast on YouTube. We do a live stream. We'd love for you guys to take a second to go ahead and join us over here and hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. If you're watching us live, go ahead and hit that like button. That'll bump up the algorithm a little bit. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. You can also subscribe to our podcast over on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can check us out at mcupod.com for all of those links. Rate and review us over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast as well. It's another way to help us out. We appreciate all the support. While you may think, what, WandaVision Sun, what are you going to do? We, we're going to do more because... <laughs> The MCU don't stop, baby. There's going to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's going to be What If. There's going to be Loki. There's going to be so much. So um, stick with us. There's going to be a lot of fun. And but, also, also apparently a, a a making of between each one. And with did, did you see the thing floating around there? Like literally there's a Marvel thing every week in 2021. If there's, if there's not something on Disney Plus, and they're I was not, not episode, to get a break. <laughs> no, no, it's like next week is the making of WandaVision, and then then we get I think uh, all of Cap Winter Soldier, then the making of Winter Soldier, then Black Widow, which is in theaters, and a making of Black Widow special. So basically, it's like every week, and it's gonna roll straight into what if I saw the schedule. There's gonna be Marvel every week of 2021. It's the best news I've heard so far this year. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I, I'm kind of like looking at my calendar going, what did I sign up for? I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, thank you guys for uh, checking us out over on the chat. I want to say if, if you have a comment for us, you can type POD at the front. We'll be able to see that. And uh, we can drop a comment right here on the screen. Like Dennis McElwain saying, Disney is terrifyingly rich. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Um, I've also just put in, put a call out for all of you guys to give us your snap judgments here on the screen. So I want to hear what you guys have to think. With that said, it's time for our snap judgment. I am being way too loud. I have kids sleeping in this house. <laughs> I don't know what I'm you doing. You guys have done a, done a lot of uh, production work since uh, three episodes ago when I was on this show. <laughs> um, Jeff, I'll go ahead and let you take things away. Tell us what you thought about this finale. So I I liked it. I I didn't hate it. I don't want to do that thing on the internet where you where if you didn't love a thing that you totally hate it because I didn't hate it, but I really I I felt like there were a lot of dangling threads that didn't get resolved. I felt like I have a lot of questions about what's going on with a lot of different characters. It felt kind of unresolved to me, but most of all, I was just really bummed out that um the TV stuff didn't come back, that there wasn't some kind of integration of that like wonderful, clever, just really pitch perfect kind of parody stuff that was kind of brought back into the finale. And then in some ways it kind of just turned into shooting a bunch of like different colored lasers at each other. Um, I'll say I really liked Vision. I liked the, the 
vision on vision stuff. The Agatha stuff was a little um, frustrating to me because I felt like I didn't have any idea what she's about. And then um, the whoever the like military director guy thing was. A word. I felt like that was under the most underbaked thing I've seen in a TV show in a long time. I'm like, why is he a villain? What is the FBI arresting him for? I mean, it's said in the episode that she like locks down this town and has been torturing all the people in it. I kind of feel like Wanda should go to jail at the end of this for, <laughs> I mean, at least like to counseling, not just like to a cabin in the middle of the woods. Like when that lady was like, Hey, my, my daughter hasn't, been out of a room in eight days and they're like when we you make us go to sleep we dream your nightmares and i'm just like this is an existential horror show <laughs> what you've done is fucked up what <laughs> yeah, ted, ted kaczynski just fucked off to the woods and she's fine <laughs> so not a threat let's just leave her there yeah <laughs> I, I i liked i liked a lot of it i felt like specifically i think my major sticking points are going to be not knowing enough about Agatha to understand why she was doing anything and um, getting the TV stuff, the TV stuff going away. Cause I really enjoyed the TV stuff. Like it really set this apart from a lot of the other Marvel stuff. And so kind of just going into this big flying around shooting at each other is like, so. All right. Randy, what were you thinking? Uh, I disagree with a lot of that. Um, but also because I didn't like the TV stuff as much. Uh, I was I was kind of happy to have it fall away, and because I do love the Marvel stuff as much, I was okay with this becoming. Jeff's not wrong. This became in the last two episodes kind of a standard Marvel thing. It's got the the, the flying and shooting. It's got the big resolution, and it, it definitely felt like the end of a Marvel movie. Uh, but I was okay with that. I, I really liked that. I think uh, I think Hayward's crime is probably they tried to shoot kids. They may have been fictional, but he straight up tried to murder some kids. I think they still put you in jail for that. I'm not sure in Trump's America, but I'm pretty sure that's still a crime. Um, and I do agree. Uh, I think much as I loved Agatha, I thought she was a little uh, one note cackling evil here. Like I didn't get any sense of what her power was in absorbing power and what her goal was in absorbing power. And I would have liked a little more, I think in order to get that big twist, which we all loved, you had to basically under under report like what her stuff was. They didn't have any time to like really go into our backstory. And I think that that was the, that was the price. It was like, well, we could either have been showing you Agatha all along and then you don't get that great reveal on that, that song or you get a sort of underbaked villain at the end. And I, I think the, the trade-off, whether or not that's where it works for you, that's, that's arguable. Uh, but overall, what I loved about this and the last episode is that the realization this show is not about like a sitcom pastiche but this is a show about grief and anger and learning how to move on and that's what i always look for in a marvel movie is like what is the what is the flavor of superhero you're doing here what is ant-man was a heist movie winter soldier was an intrigue and action movie like what is what is the flavor of superhero you're doing here and this is a a thing about grief and about what it does to people and and i thought that that was really interesting and the stuff with her and vision and the kids at the end and what she's having to do to basically save these people who are never going to forgive her. Because like Jeff says, the stuff she's done is awful and basically unforgivable, but she is giving up her, her love of her life and her children for them. And like Monica says, they're never going to know they're never. And even if they did, they wouldn't understand. And I thought that was really powerful. I also love that the vision conflict was basically just the most robot thing ever. He's like, let's just reason together. I, I love that bit. Right. Yeah. It, it, it kind of was a, a callback to 
the Age of Ultron at the end where Vision and and Ultron are just kind of talking it out mm-hmm. before he just annihilates him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think I'm I'm kind of somewhere in between both of you. I I loved the action pieces. I think visually, this show establishes that it is a continuous through line from everything that the MCU has been putting out and is completely divorced from the garbage special effects that we were getting in agents of shield in even the Netflix stuff and runaways. Like those clearly are not at the same caliber as what this show is doing here. And they're, they're pouring so much money in that now you can understand why the credits are, are 20 minutes long. <laughs> the, I, I felt like there was a lot of buildup about a kind of addressing that Wanda is going through heavy grief and then not a lot of constructive resolution to that discussion. Not a lot of how can, how can we help what happened with you? And like that, the grief obviously led to a lot of pain for a lot of people in the, in the land of Westview. Um, But it, it, it kind of just gets washed over in service of, resolving the main storyline which i don't know i i get but at the same time that left me a little bit like this is this is a story about grief but are you going to you know dive further into that and, and additionally you know to to jeff's point there did seem to be a lot more they could have done with agatha's character especially if she might have been approaching wanda with a opportunism, but also B potentially taking on a, a a padawan of sorts. That could have been a through line of like, oh, I will help guide you through your grief through manipulation. I don't have the best best methods, and you'll hate me in, in the end. But at at the end, you'll get over this and be able to like figure out your powers. That's kind of where I thought they were gonna go. So it like she was just mustache twirly bad. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly felt like after I got done that it didn't seem out of the realm of possibility that if Agatha had just had a 25 minute conversation with Wanda about what she was doing and like what her grief was doing to the town and like really making her confront the pain of the people that were trapped there, that she might've just given her power up willingly or, or there could have been some kind of compromise that didn't involve flying around and shooting colored lasers at each other right well i mean by training agatha is a salem witch and not a psychotherapist so she just wasn't she just wasn't equipped for the job she just wasn't up to it you know there's night school for that you can go you can learn you can get your degree no you gotta do witchy stuff at night you can't go to night school you gotta be doing witchy stuff witchy stuff i want to hit up on a, a few of our comments from people from their snap judgments as well will morris says i'm so glad i didn't divorce about hours of my life to theorizing this show hey <laughs> x winner says the scarlet witch costume looked rad yes it did uh kern says which brave sword operative was about to slap the cuff on wanda which i mean that's a good point i, I understand that perhaps she could have gone willingly like oh i owe a a debt to society for what i did but at the same time, she can create life. Yeah, she's God. I, 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 I'm sorry, but I keep thinking about the 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 people, the poor people in this town. They yeah. already went through three years of 
like Thanos snap, they went through that whole thing as well. They've been just like innocent people that all this cosmic shit has been happening to. And it really stuck sideways in my crawl where Monica Rambo's like, they'll never know what you're giving up. Did you see the lady with the with the hose in the Halloween episode who wasn't allowed to move because right. the god queen of this town is having a fucking bad day? I'm like, <laughs> I know they're the protagonist, but Jesus, the, the horror of those poor people. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Additionally frustrating she kind of pieces out of that town after it's like fucked up too. Like, Oh, hold up. You can like rebuild everything and just remake matter. At least fix, fix the pagoda at the, the center of town. Come on, <laughs> fix that up. Give them a nicer theater. Oh, you want to take one's house. You want to take jobs away from damage control. Real nice. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm damage control could be outsourced to one. <laughs> handle it all on her own like that. It's, it's absurd. Uh, G Miller says uh, the show would have worked better as a six episode show dropped all at once that was purely focused on Wanda's grief through the lens of sitcoms I agree those first three episodes could have been one episode I will st- I will die on this hill I will fight you on that hill until I am dead I See, love uh, the first three episodes and I would watch uh, 25 episodes that was nothing but TV show parodies for an entire season before any of that other MCU shit came back in and that's why it's nine episodes. They want to try and they want me and Jeff both happy. <laughs> Nicole Jackson says very underwhelming. It wasn't for y'all. I really wouldn't. If it wasn't for y'all, I really wouldn't know the undertones of what was going on. Huh? That's interesting. I like I say, I thought the grief stuff, uh, the the stuff with Wanda and Vision, really would punch through all of it. Like the stuff that throughout, even when I wasn't so happy with the first few episodes, Bettany and Olsen were doing so much good work, and I feel like they did such good work throughout all of this. Right. Well, let's, um, let's go ahead and uh, dive into the bigger discussion of what, what's going on here. We do get the showdown where Agatha, you know, for all our speculation of her potentially collaborating with Mephisto or she has, she and Quicksilver Fietro, uh, might have some other larger machinations at work for the multiverse. It it just turns out that she likes taking other people's power, other witches' power. Hey, I called it. I told people, don't get all hyped. This is not. They're not going to Mephisto. We're not going to have a big multiverse. The X Men aren't going to show up. The Fantastic Four isn't going to show up. Everybody wanted this to be a lot bigger than it was. It was plenty big, I think. Randy, why aren't all properties crowdsourced by Reddit? Like that's how all shows <laughs> should be written. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you write a pilot and then just let Reddit go forth with, with the rest of the episodes. Here's what's gonna happen next. My question is, Randy, as somebody who actually reads comics and is probably more familiar with the Agatha character than the rest of us, do you understand what she's doing? And is it like some comic stuff that we just don't know because it's gonna be played out in the next movie or something? No, this this is a new Agatha. Agatha in the comics has always been this sort of mysterious old woman, and she's rarely been sinister she's always had this like sinister cast but she's mm-hmm. never been a bwahaha evil villain like this this was definitely a a different take on her and that is the one criticism i will give people credit for with rare exceptions the marvel cinematic universe has not given us great villains yeah there's been a few though that have been yeah the exceptions are notable but you mean, mean michael keaton uh yeah. as as vulture killmonger was pretty solid yeah uh, i love baron zemo 
personally. I, I love the, yeah. the manipulation of people rather than, uh, you know, making a, a big monster to, to punch people in the face. I love Catherine Hahn, and I thought she would be great in this role. And I think that, unfortunately, they just didn't give her much to do except uh, mustache twirling at the end, and that's too bad. And it's not the like other, have time. Yeah. The other question I was going to ask you, because I don't, I haven't, even when I read comics, I was a DC guy, is like, this whole um, the Scarlet Witch is Neo from the Matrix. You're the most powerful chosen one. Oh, it's the prophecy. You're the destroyer of all worlds. Is that in the comics? No, that's new too. But that I'm okay with uh, because Scarlet Witch in the comics has had like eight different origins and ten different versions of her powers. And this basically makes her sort of the Dark Phoenix of the Marvel Universe. And I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. it It is interesting since they've shat the bed so many times with dark phoenix that mm-hmm. they're like hey let's just have wanda kind of do that mm-hmm. storyline as well instead and yeah. do it so far a little bit more successfully yeah i mean i, I we've all really kind of hit, hit the nail on the head that they shat the bed with agatha's character here um and i i wonder if that's gonna be the last we see of her i i would surely think not because she's simply been tapped to go into hiding and kind of live in a shell of herself in this Westview city for a bit. But everyone else in that city would know kind of what went down. Right. So like, are they just going to let this witch, (laughs) like they saw the battle where she was flying around. So they're not going to like, they remember things now. It's going to be hell on earth for that poor woman. Like if she has any (laughs) sense of herself inside, she's going to be forced to walk around and act like a 1950s housewife. And everyone in that town is going to treat her like absolute garbage (laughs) because she destroyed the gazebo. That was our gazebo. And she blew it up. I mean, you know, what if I if I saw brainwashed Grant walking around, I would be real freaked out too. <laughs> yeah, like she's gonna have to move to another city, and she won't really know why no one in Westfield doesn't like her. Except that she didn't have a choice, I guess. Wanda was kind of like, "You gotta stay here." Yeah, and everyone doesn't like you. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I I I understand why Wanda wanted to punish her though, because it's she lost her kids. And her husband over this. Yeah, she but it's probably a little like, pissed at her. It seems like once again, Wanda's punishing the people of Westview. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because they can just kick the shit out of, out of Agatha as much as they want to. <laughs> That's not really better, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's not punishing them. What it's kind punishing of society her. do you want? <laughs> Put her in jail for God's sake. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I can just imagine it's Friday night and all the teenagers in Westview get tooled up and just go beat the <laughs> shit out of Agatha. Just kick in her door and beat her. And it's like, oh no, that's terrible. That's and she's cool. just she's just making snarky 50s comments the whole time. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it's a horror movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but here's the thing: she's a bad guy. She's a bad she, guy. But even is is she like like that's the problem that I'm having is is she a bad guy because it seemed like the whole you know the situation was that Wanda could either keep her kids and torture a town or stop torturing a town and have her kids go away. Like Agatha didn't set that situation up. Agatha was kind of trying to to resolve that situation into one way or the other and yeah it like this is the problem with the fact that I don't understand what she was doing is that like neither outcome either outcome was going to be bad for our protagonist but like 
I kind of balance the scales on this one about like your fake kids versus the free will of everybody that lives in this town. Actually, yeah. no, I, I put the town one like way down here and the kids up here, but it, I mean, two things, two things. One, uh, she killed Sparky, Jeff. She killed Sparky. Two, <laughs> was, was, Sparky was Sparky real? real? <laughs> it was a dog. It doesn't matter whether it's real or not. And two, John Wick is to justified. Okay. These people are all in New Jersey and they're probably terrible. <laughs> hey, apologies, from New Jersey. Look, I lived in New Jersey for a year. I could say that. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah, that's how it's, that's how it's allowed. It's joke telling immunity. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Apologies, apologies to good people of New Jersey. I'm just making a joke. I'm Ooh. sure you're very lovely and do not deserve to be mind uh, mind fucked by a witch. I. Yeah. So she kills the kids uh, well i i don't understand like what her purpose was and it's kind of frustrating because she does so much in the episode just previous to this where she actually helps wanda go through all the stages of trauma in her life to kind of reveal to her this is why what happened happened you've had a breakdown and like sure She's a witch and she didn't go to therapy school at lynda.com or whatever. But at the same time, she is there holding her hand and she's she's helping Wanda to kind of have this breakthrough as well as kind of teaching her uh, about what it means to be a witch in the MCU and that there are laws and codes and things you can learn to enhance your skill. And hey, here's a here's a manual card called the Darkhold. Let me just hand that over to you. Um, so it seems like she was instrumental in Wanda being able to up her game as well as come to grips with her grief a little bit, at least enough to kind of pull away from the torture she's inflicting on people. And the writers must have known they had that opportunity to kind of turn things on their ear and have it revealed that she's not necessarily evil. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if Agatha had won, right, the series of events here is she takes all of all of Wanda's power, Wanda's a regular person, and, or I guess maybe Wanda's one of those weird, creepy, like, crones. Maybe if they'd been a little bit more explicit that Wanda was going to get killed from this, mm. because otherwise she had a, a second vision, there's totally another vision, you can go have more fake kids with that fake right. vision. I don't even know how that works. I don't know. It... <laughs> It's beer fest rules, man. You kill one yeah. character and you just make another character that looks like him and has all of his same memories and they can just pick right up with, with white vision. White vision uh, got all his memories unlocked seemingly by um, our, our lovable Westview vision. And yeah, I, I guess he can is okay. There's the question. Where did he go? Where, where is this guy right here? White vision. And is he going to be, does he remember his relationship with Wanda now that he's no longer crushing her head, but he had his memories unlocked? They showed, they showed that, that he did get all his memories back and he knows who he remembers all of it. Right. I guess, yeah. I guess that doesn't seem like a dangling thread to me that that feels like a resolved thing. And they just, he, they were done with him for this. Now, why he didn't come back and fight for the town. I think probably he was dealing with the memories and maybe he went off to, to deal with all of that, but. But yeah, I think that that was just like, that's the resolution. He's done. We don't need any more vision for this. 
we don't we didn't need him mucking up the emotional resonance of of the other vision and scarlet witch right and it doesn't seem like um our westview vision told wanda hey there's another one of me that basically just doesn't remember these two weeks but remembers everything else you know just wash away this two weeks and uh the kids that you've known for three days and we're back baby <laughs> <laughs> Give me a paint job, you know, take me into <laughs> to AutoZone and just like spray paint me or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, it it seems like that's a dangling thread and that wherever White Vision went, hopefully he will eventually reconnect with Wanda and they might be able to rekindle whatever this was. Sure, but that's outside the scope of the story. That, that's it is. Okay. I, I don't think that's a dangling. dangling no, 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 that's a that's a. There's more story to be told. That's a sequel. Yeah, yeah. that we're not getting because this was a series. Because I, I, I do want to address that. I feel like for all that everybody, there was lots of speculation on this, but I feel like for the most part, other than Agatha's motivations, which are a little shaky, although they they do give us what they are, they're just not great. I felt like they answered most of the questions that they raised here. They even go so far as to have Vision ask her, like, what am I? So that she can say, you're the part of the Mind Stone. So basically that question is answered, asked and answered. But like, what, what Agatha's up to, we know basically what her plan was. She was going to steal all of Wanda's power, leave everybody here in Westview in this sort of broken simulation forever. That was her plan. Right. We we end up getting the answer to uh, who this guy is. <laughs> who's, uh, who's Fietro. And it turns out his name is Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. He's an aspiring actor. It seems like he's got a headshot at least in his house. And uh he's he's an all-around uh kind of douchey bro who just likes to <laughs> to wear his skull cap and jam out on his guitar and he's got a a cursed puka shell necklace. <laughs> <laughs> and uh maybe watch some Seagal movies, you know. Have a power shake, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, we definitely did get some answers here. Um as far as the the questions of like how did Wanda create um, Vision and I guess the kids by some element as well. At the very end, I did appreciate, although it's still nebulous what the real answer is. Like Vision says, "What am I?" to her, and she she kind of tries to give an explanation of like. You are that element of the Mind Stone that lived inside of me. I I was able to take and manifest that with a physical entity. I, I manufactured witch powers <laughs> and imbued with certain elements of myself that made you real. And okay, at least they made an effort in a, at an explanation. As I didn't. I like I guess, lost. I thought this was a little bit better. That's so crazy. I yeah. I I didn't find that ambiguous at all. I thought they I thought they laid that out. Is basically they said that. She she used the prob basically that probability hex in the, in the last episode that get allowed her to survive the Mind Stone. She's got some of the Mind Stone there. We watched that happen. And then right. when Vision manifests out of her, he is made of yellow Mind Stone energy. So they already kind of clued us into that. But that was her basically just making explicit. Yeah, no, the Mind Stone lives in me. And that's what the Vision is made of. And the kids... Same deal. It's that's her Scarlet Witch creation manifestation powers, which I think Agatha laid out that that's her thing. She's like, you can create life. Uh, I loans says I hated that Evan Peters was seemingly just stunt casting. I I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. I think it's kind of clever. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know, I know we all want the X-Men. I know we're waiting to see, and we all were hoping this was going to be a, a tease for it, but they're not ready for it yet. Th- this was just a little cute nod. Now, I'm, I'm okay with them doing a little cute nod. And it is them fucking with us. <laughs> it is. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I, as long as there's a, they give an explanation. I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> I, I've been sitting here since you brought that up, just trying to suss out in my head. I'm I'm slow sometimes. Uh, uh, forgive me. What was the point of him? Like Agatha went and found some dude with light hair and like mm-hmm. cursed him and reprogrammed his mind to like fuck with her. But yeah. she seemed like she was being pretty well fucked with before he showed up did he really add to the fuckery all that much he was i mean she needed a distraction because he was vision was starting to figure things out and that's what he was he was the distraction for that right did she want did did agatha want like wanda to stay not can to to to, like keep living in the fantasy because i don't know then she just takes her into the basement and just like whips off the cape and is like ha it was i don't know i it's a little weird to me but yeah <laughs> jennifer Wynn says i loved the mandarin twist boner was disappointing oh no one wants to hear that and <laughs> felt like, a, felt like a rush job oh this whole this whole thing <laughs> just, uh, just raise further questions um well morris says with evan peters just being some slacker dude the MCU is going to fully recast the mutants for hundred percent. They, they, they will. And they should the, for all that I enjoy elements of the Fox X-Men universe. We really don't want that stink on the, uh, on the MCU. The MCU should have a, should get a fresh start. I mean, I could count four people that I might have kept from that casting. Yeah. Evan yeah. Peters among them. And yeah. Maybe Wolverine. I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, they could all go. Um, G Miller says, I was really disappointed. Monica had kind of nothing to do in the finale. And yeah, that's a good point. Let's talk about uh, Monica, AKA photon Monica Rambo. And what, what she kind of did in this episode. She saved the ghost children. <laughs> <laughs> Let it not be. This. <laughs> Um, the ghost I, children. I, look, I am I am a huge Monica fan, and I am also disappointed that she didn't get more to do here. But the show's called WandaVision. They were gonna focus on Wanda and Vision. I'm more upset that Darcy got like one moment and that was it. But Monica, we did get to see your powers, and then we get the tease of what's gonna happen to her next, and I was super excited about that. So I, I was satisfied, although yeah, I would have loved to have had Monica get involved with the fight against Agatha or someone like that. But it seemed like they decided everybody paired off vision on vision, Agatha on which the kids fighting the army, because that's what you do with kids apparently. And, um, and then Monica fighting uh, Ralph Boner. (laughs) I, uh, I was now that you've, now that I've been made to think about it for 10 seconds, I'm really disappointed with Monica Rambo because like there was the whole thing where Quicksilver was kicking her ass and then just like, nah bro oh, and then we're done but like i felt like her, her whole her to like shove her across the room and then suddenly she's like um if i just kind of do a karate kick uh he's yeah done for it. huh <laughs> yeah, isn't he like super fast didn't he see her sick kar- anyway more <laughs> than that it's that 
the beginning of the show very much set up that Monica empathizes a lot with what Wanda is going through because mm -hmm. she had her own sense of loss with losing her mother during the snap. And then just like, it's gone. This, this, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Like, does she help Wanda come to grips? I didn't really feel like she did all that much. She stood in front of the bullets for the kids. And I don't know. She was just so integral with kind of being part of the simulation and then leaving and then going back. And she was very much in the beginning two thirds. And then I feel like once she got powers, it was like, okay, she's got powers. Now get her the fuck out of here. Let's finish this thing up. Do I don't you, know. Do yeah. you guys feel like there was some weird last minute rewrite of, of a lot of this show? Like no. when we were thinking of like what happens with Agatha with how Monica is kind of sidelined at the very end when they, they both seem like there was a different direction they might have gone. I don't know. It, it feels a little I, weird. I don't know. I'm feeling like you guys both didn't like this as much as I did. I loved this finale. Um, and partly I think that uh, these questions, you, you can certainly ask them, but I wasn't asking them in the moment. And I, I think that, that was the key to me. It's like, Monica does, she gives her, dis she's there to give her dispensation to be like the validation of that your grief is valid. And if I had had your powers, I would have brought my, my, back my mom and to set her up for Captain Marvel too, like that's what she's there for. Um, I would have loved her to play a bigger role, but again, it's it's Wanda Vision. It's not Wanda Vision, Monica, also Sword, and also Jimmy Woo. That was all bonus stuff. That's all. That's all not great. I love Jimmy Woo using his 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 close up magic skills. Like, don't get me wrong, that was great. That was great. But really, that's all icing. the The main story is is about Wanda and Vision. There, there's a great moment in this episode when he's in handcuffs and he he steals the phone, but then he undoes his handcuffs with a, a pin he must carry around at all times. And he <laughs> says flourish, which is all the indication we need that once again, he learned this as a magic trick, as inspiration from his, his dealings with uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> Uh, there's a great, there's a comment here. I just lost it. James uh, said Monica did roll with her powers a little casually. And I did notice that it's like, we, we really hadn't seen her use her powers that much. She just jumped in front of those kids. Like, did she know she was bulletproof or was she being super self-sacrificing at that moment? <laughs> I don't know, but she turned into water and slowed it down. Or I don't even also, that was a little confusing. Like what'd you turn into that? She turned into energy grant. Well, okay. So, so <laughs> Th th things like that are kind of i think why i was maybe slightly let down with this because i felt like there were a lot of threads that were going throughout this show and that we kind of hit like the kind of end of star trek deep space nine where it's like all right now everybody ends everybody ends we've got like 30 minutes uh <laughs> we need an ending for monica we need an ending for jimmy we need an ending for wanda we need an ending for vision we need an ending for the children we need like everybody has to get wrapped up we got to have darcy's 20 seconds even though it has nothing to do with anything was she even did she have a huge problem with the Hey, Haywood guy. Yeah, that... she didn't like that dude. We knew that she didn't like that dude. But right, was but like, just, was like, it important enough? Like, oh, if this yeah. guy if he reverses, I'm flooring it, and I'm going to run into him. <laughs> like, was it that was, the... was that an emotional conclusion that felt satisfying? Where you were just like, yeah, get him, girl. I've been rooting for you this whole time. It I was, that's where it was the Argyle moment. Argyle takes out the uh, the hacker in Die Hard. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and but it, it made just as much uh... sense. <laughs> but in Die Hard, I feel like we saw a whole bunch of Argyle ahead of time, whereas we didn't see very much of her. I don't know. That's where I'm coming at is that 
the main thing is I wanted to be most connected to the Agatha stuff, but that's why I keep bringing up the, I didn't understand. And so it was hard to be emotionally invested outside of just like, yeah, Wanda, that's our girl. Go Wanda, whatever you do, I'm in your corner, girl. <laughs> well, we have, we have an interesting comment here from G Miller who says, People wouldn't be as critical of the show if it had been released as a binge. The week-to-week release amps up the mystery box theories like a Lost or Westworld-style show. I think to some extent that's true online, but I don't think that's the gripes you guys are having. You guys no. don't have a problem with like, hey, my, my theories didn't pan out. I do think some people online are mad about it. But y- y'all are, are saying that there's some structural issues that you that you thought that it failed on, on those levels. Agreed. And I, I would say I'm much less critical than – I'm not as disappointed as Jeff, I think, is. I, I still really loved this. But there are some things that I scratch my head and go, "That's a, why did they make that choice? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if I could, two things. One, I want to reiterate, as I did at the beginning, I didn't hate this. I had a good time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just not over the moon. And I, uh, the second thing is that I don't do theory stuff at all. Like, when I'm watching a week-to-week show, I'm never just like, oh, what does that mean? What are we, What's going to happen next week? Like, <laughs> I don't ever look at the Reddit for a thing or discuss it with other human beings. I just go with it so <laughs> that's all i do that's the only way to- <laughs> I, I, dennis says uh scheduled reshoots maybe but uh then covid hitting i wonder like him kind of wondering if that might have affected how this gets resolved i don't know um it this may have been exactly the ending they wanted but you know given how how tv and film production go there's always changes. <laughs> yeah. You know what they could have used is like maybe three more episodes worth of story to tell instead of doing three episodes of sitcom pastiche. I'm just saying. Hmm. Or <laughs> another episode of sitcom pastiche that in the background opened up the story even more with metaphorical significance. So I just wanted the Breaking Bad one. I wanted the one where they were in Breaking Bad and it was just the vision with no pants on. Like, you know, just the cops are coming. Well, you damn just... it, Jeff, now I want that too. Wanda says bitch a lot. It's really fun. It's really fun. Guys. If you go to my Tumblr page, you can see lots of images of Vision without his pants on. <laughs> oh, is that yours? I yeah, Rule Thirty Four. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you bookmarked it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's another element of this about the idea that when we watch TV, we're watching all these shows that we only get a little slice of life of 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 how the family dynamic works right like you you watch a tv show you get an hour here you get little clips of their life but you're not getting the day-to-day grind of what it is to have a family to have you know the tough times the good times all that i feel like that is a little bit reflected in wanda's bite-sized slice of life idealized romanticized family that she has she has this family for two weeks and is putting all the gravitas on it of of relationships having been built up over a lifetime, over years of raising children. Raise, I, I gotta say, uh, skipping the baby phase uh, is some bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, skipping the toddler phase also some bullshit. <laughs> and you can just age up your kids 
to whatever is the least stressful. Oh man. Yeah. I, I get that. Like you, you like him, but you don't have that love of hatred. <laughs> that, that hatred fuses. In you. <laughs> so that's why I, I also kind of call a little bit of bullshit on, on some of her grief at the end. I don't know. Maybe that's not fair, but she's saying by the, to elements of herself that she crafted over the past two weeks. Right. But it's not just the, the children that she's, it's the, it's the potential that was there. It's the, it's, it's kind of like, she's basically, she's in, in her mind. It's like, this was the family. I thought this was the life I was going to have. And I'm saying goodbye to the life I was going to have. It's not the two weeks they spent. Oh, Mike, Mike, <laughs> God damn it, Mike gave him a boner. <laughs> Thanks Mike. Mike couldn't be here, but he wanted to make sure and throw that in the mix. And then he left. So that was it. <laughs> nice. It's like nice. George Costanza. You always leave him wanting more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I feel like the, the grief that she was feeling was a mixture of two things. It was the, the grief she had had from losing her family. She lost her, her uh, parents when she was very young. She lost her brother. Uh, she lost her husband before they even really got to be married. Mm-hmm. And then she loses all the potential of a future with her husband or kids. She'd had it back and had it taken away from her. And that's going to hit whether it's two weeks or not. It's she's looking forward to what all she's lost, not just what she's lost right now. Right. Uh, Jennifer Wynn has an interesting comment here. It says, I, th- I think the biggest issue of the show by the end is the same as the rest of the MCU. It's not allowed to be self-contained. It still has to fit within the larger construct of MCU and all the rules that have been established there. What do you guys think there? Do you think that that is a, a hindrance? Cause at times I also think that's a strength. That that's a feature, not a bug for me, but I understand where people wouldn't think that. Right. I uh personally I like the movies better when they are a self-contained story because I feel like as time has gone on in the MCU that the hint dropping breadcrumb stuff has become um distracting in some of them. Um, and I feel like in this one there was a lot of what I would consider to be fan service. Ready, you were talking about how take away the 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 nonsense first three episodes and you have more time for characterization. You could also have achieved that by not having Jimmy Woo, Darcy, or some of the other things that happen and and laser focusing on just say WandaVision, Monica, and the Haywood is your bad guy and Agatha the end. Like there were I there were so many characters in here that it felt like in their desire to set up photon to set up to have call outs to quicksilver in the you know in the marvel x-men um the kids with their their costumes and their powers and all that. did the kids need powers did they even need like powers could you have taken all that time and devoted it yeah. to Not exploring the, the grief thing more yeah mm, that's I don't know. that you're right that that's the kids having powers and and all that stuff is set up for future stuff and that's Part and parcel with what Marvel does now, and I think you, you're you're either on board with it or you're not. But you're not wrong. Like, if they had done a laser focused, there really was no reason to bring back Wu and Darcy, except as a, as to bring back those fun characters, and and that's great. I I enjoyed those characters, but yeah, they didn't have to be here. Hell, much as I love Monica Rambeau, her story is going to be told in Captain Marvel. She didn't have to be here either. So all of that is just is to some extent fan service. I'm glad it's there, but if someone were to say this would have worked better without it. I, I can't really argue with that. So potentially, potentially, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not making this show. We, we, we don't know. Uh, so with the showdown between vision and vision and the discussion, 
that they have between each other. This kind of logical deduction that if your prime operative is that you must destroy the vision, guess what? Vision's gone. Whatever mm-hmm. we are is some facsimile mm-hmm. in, in both regards. I'm I'm a product of being completely remade out of uh, the mind of a crazy woman that I'm married to, and <laughs> you are uh, you are no longer what was the vision. You're something reborn, something mm-hmm. new as well. And it, I, I loved the scene because there's there's the pause when it seemed like our Westview vision just kind of th- says a throwaway line in the middle of the fight and white vision stops and goes, I request elaboration. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the end of this, when he, he untaps and unlocks his mind, it really just reminded me of um, Scott Pilgrim at the end oh, when uh, right, right at the end, he has to face Nega Scott. Do you remember mm-hmm. the scene where it's like uh-huh. th- there's going to be a big showdown and they're like uh, in the next scene it's like they're buddies and they're like oh yeah so we'll go hang out at the arcade next weekend <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. the, the person that you would be able to face off against is yourself because you know yourself so well you could be like oh all I have to do is just talk this out with myself and uh, we can reason this and that'll be fine yeah I, I really liked that it was, ro- it was so robotic it was so such a robot logic problem that there's like well, let's let's talk about this logically. We're not getting anywhere punching each other. Let's just discuss this. I I, I thought that was really cool, and it was nice to see that because Marvel does get accused of like, okay, ending third act, big fight, and that's all the big resolve. And I think that is my 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 biggest issue with this whole uh, episode, which I really as generally loved, mm. uh, was the Wanda Agatha stuff. It looked good, like the the special effects were good, but. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't really get anything out of the two of them flying around shooting each other. That, that didn't do anything for me. There was something cool for me about seeing the re regaining of, of self for Wanda. Mm-hmm. And we, we see it when she suddenly like, I, I'm going to go, hey, kids, you take care of the cops. Um, you were born for this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you may not be prepared, but you were born for it. Go, go fuck with the cops. I'm going to go take care of her. And then like she charges into action and we get to see her creepy ass witch power stuff where she like uh, kind of creeps up like the ring and like mm-hmm. mind fucks her. Yeah. Uh, mind fucks Agatha. Um, it was cool to see a return to that kind of embracing of like, here's what I can really do if I uh, unlock this. Yeah. Um, and then the the big reveal of like while she's doling out her uh, distraction uh, of chaos bombs she's un- unleashing on Agatha, she's simultaneously actually activating runes all around because she looked at what she learned. <laughs> she so, learned immediately and was able to figure this out some somehow. Can I interject yeah. with something? Yes. Um, I this is not a criticism towards that episode at all, but that reveal got spoiled for me not by the internet not by anything but by the fact that i've watched enough tv that when the recap of the previous episode Mm -hmm. points Mm -hmm. out a mechanic Mm -hmm. so specifically it's Mm -hmm. like cool thanks for that yeah recappers are really bad about that they like they want to they want to make sure that everybody's gonna remember it and so they like those of us who watched it and did remember it we're like wait why are they calling attention to that oh right Oh, that that said, I didn't necessarily see it coming. I actually thought it was going to be a um, 
illusional thing. Like that she was going to reveal that she hadn't been blasting her with powers at all, uh, which to some extent she did. And so it wasn't until I watched it the second time that I saw that those blasts she was missing were setting up hexes. Right. Which was pretty mm -hmm. cool. I, I'd like that they were just, they actually did play fair with it. I mean, Eidlone says, uh, I was really worried it was going to be, no, it's too much power. I can't take it all kind of solution with Agatha and Wanda. And I, yeah. I really thought that was the direction they were going to go. Like, oh, your power is so overwhelming to me. I can't contain it Ra rather than kind of the, oh, that was just a distraction. Yeah, you had that, but... Uh, click it's gone <laughs> yeah and he's he's right that he the islands uh it's, it's such a it's such a trope uh the if the absorbing if someone is absorbing all the power that's how you beat them as overload and i am glad they didn't go that route yeah I, um you know they might have already done that as uh one more says wasn't that a hulk ending <laughs> they've definitely done that kind of thing before <laughs> i wonder though if they could have done something that was a little bit more visually appealing to agatha absorbing her power because it was like in that segment when she's throwing the hexes and it's like Agatha just gets hit and she's like yeah that was what I wanted this whole time so mm -hmm. it, it makes for a really weird fight it was where you're like it's like are you fighting yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. like she should have been like growing big or like maybe showing like she was struggling uh with the power like ha ha ha, ha. oh shit this is a lot like yeah. like a drug overdose or something or catching yeah. it like if she had something that was a little bit more involved than just like uh, purple on my chest turns red into purple like if she had to catch mm -hmm. it and put it in her mouth or absorb it or something that looked a little bit flashier because there was a lot of smoke there was a lot of light there was a lot of smoke and light going between two ladies flying around in the middle of the air. Let me but. let me pitch you guys something. What if mm -hmm. small little babies had emerged from her hands like Master Pandemonium? <laughs> I don't get that reference. No, no. That's just... That's I just don't have the image up this time. Every, every episode I've been on, I've mentioned this because it's one of the most ridiculous images in comics. And I'm... I'm not surprised they didn't do it, but I would have been so amazed if they basically there's a bit with her kids where they reveal to be demons and they are like little baby hands uh, out of one of this bad guy. And it's creepy and terrifying. It's one of those weird <laughs> comic images. So I have to reference it every time I hand because it's so ridiculous. Uh, okay. Next topic. Let's talk about the costume. Oh, not me. All three of us. There we go. Yeah. So, we see her start manifesting um, this costume first as this kind of uh, blood veiny uh, energy on her before it kind of um, becomes real physical dress. Uh, what did you guys think of the new outfit? I I love this costume. It's it's a nod to one of her comic book costumes. Uh, it looks like a costume unlike all the ones she's previously had. And I love her having the headdress. I, I did not expect them to go this way. And I really was happy with it. She looks like Hawkeye to me. <laughs> I keep looking at her thinking, did she just steal Hawkeye's outfit? Because it, it looks like such a dark red that it looks purplish to me. Hmm. I feel like a, I feel like a lot of the MCU costumes have a, um, a dark slash black base to them like a lot of them have a desaturated color that is either very dark so that it looks black or black um and i was kind of hoping that with her being the scarlet witch that it would have been a little closer to the halloween costume like 
we've seen some, I mean, Dr. Strange's costume is a little brighter than some of the other ones. He's got the super red cape. Maybe they didn't want to make the comparison, but I just, it was so cool seeing that super classic um, costume in the Halloween episode that I, I, I think I would have liked to, I just, I just want to reach out and grab the saturation on this image. It just, crank it up a little bit just to be like just right. a little bit more color this, this isn't it's okay movie How, yeah the color <laughs> um i, I the these comments i i love says it's it's uh, love the costume it's nice it's not showing off the cleavage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which uh, is a good point it's not the you know super sexualized <laughs> comic uh version uh nicole jackson says she looks like magneto which mm-hmm. i think that's a good idea the, there's kind of a nod to magneto with her Oh yeah, if you just take out her hair and draw on a helmet, she's totally Magneto. Right. <laughs> um let's uh let's also talk about the ending sequence because after she goes Super Saiyan and just kind of collapses and fixes everything, um they have the the sad walk home where they have to uh see the approaching red power bubble that's going to erase him and that she seemingly has all the capability to slow down and take her time with or or form a little igloo bubble if she wanted or maybe even encase him forever inside of a perfectly vision shaped red bubble if she wants to keep him uh but nah (laughs) i guess it was like you gotta go i gotta get rid of this grief um i thought that that uh like when they're saying goodnight to the kids it was really well handled between both of them. And I, I, I felt the emotion from vision as he's saying goodnight to them. And that's impressive, Grant, because you're as much a robot as vision. <laughs> I didn't cry. <laughs> I just said, I appreciate the, the that. Well, you're still a robot. I understand. Yeah, I did. I did cry at the end of this. It, it got me. And I, and that was one of the reasons I liked it. I was like, the Marvel movies that I like usually get me in that way. And this, this definitely got me emotionally. This, I, uh, this is a cursed image, by the way. <laughs> it looks oh, like no. she's saying goodbye to lawnmower, man. Just <laughs> send this picture to your loved ones every night. So long, darling. What is <laughs> that screenshot is the worst. Uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time on this podcast complaining, but like all of this is great. And I will say that, this uh this whole like saying goodbye and then the stuff with the kids really shows like they they finally spent all this time one of the things that came out of this was that they did spend a lot of time with two characters who had been criminally ignored in the MCU and the fact that vision seems to have this arc like i we were talking about the vision on vision fight before and it's almost like vision's cleverness um it comes from his experience and him as a character is so much different than it was even in uh, uh, Endgame or Infinity War and Wanda, you know, it's very complicated, but I just really like these characters a lot more and I felt like they all just got pushed to one side for like six movies and I'm really glad because that was like the emotional uh, climax of getting to know these characters for this many episodes. So mm-hmm. Right. Nicole would be happy if Vision could wear tight sweaters from now on. Vision can rock a sweater. That's just true. Yep. He's looking good. Uh, okay, so we have not one, but two post-credit scenes. Mm-hmm. 
to mm-hmm. discuss here. Mm-hmm. Um, did I, were you guys anticipating uh, post credit scenes here? It yes. seems like they they yes. used a few of them. Yes, I, I knew there would be post credits. And the uh, neither, was, neither was uh, was Doctor Strange or uh, the multiverse or yeah. any of that. No, <laughs> Doctor no Strange popping up. Doctor Strange only got called out to be called like you know. You're even more powerful than Doctor Strange. That was like the the totality <laughs> of his involvement was to be called out for being like less powerful than Wanda. <laughs> they should have been just a, just a little quick inset of Benedict Cumberbatch, just like off the distance here. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Hey, don't drag me into this. <laughs> so, uh, in the first post credit scene, we get uh, the reveal that a an agent just pulls Monica into the theater like oh they need to talk to you whoever they are and she's like all right let's go talk in the theater and it turns out she's a scroll and she's going to recruit monica up to soar it up in space probably um where we last left uh nick fury uh, well well she says (laughs) she has an old friend of her mother's so it's it's probably nick fury that she's talking about yeah she's probably gonna run some uh a change of clothes up to Nick Fury. That's all. That's all it is. You need a He's black like, trench coat I, again. I, I need new clothes and I need a new beeper. I dropped my beeper. And <laughs> yeah, it's like five years ago. Um, we saw the in the Captain Marvel movie. You see a young Monica Rambo like talking with a little scroll, and you know, part of me was wondering like, are those the same? Is that supposed to be the same lady like now that like reapproaches her? It could be. It could be. Or it's just. You know, a scroll. I, I mean, guess it, it doesn't matter. It, it does seem like after uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home that Nick Fury is now working with scrolls. That like he's just using them as shield agents on Earth now. Here's an interesting uh, comment from Dennis, who says Doctor Strange was promised in the trailers. Is that true? Because I, I didn't watch find a trailer. Every time I found a trailer, it was off of a third-party site. It was mm-hmm. never through Disney or Marvel that was putting out these trailers. And so it always felt like a fan made trailer where they would take little bits and pieces of actual scenes of what they thought mm-hmm. were coming up from like the original two trailers released and then remix them with other things that the actors had been in. And then like a scene of Dr. Strange walking up the stairs or whatever. Did they ever actually put that in the legit trailer? Not that I saw, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't so, remember seeing anything like that. I feel like it was just a tease by other irresponsible uh website <laughs> also i i don't care that dr strange wasn't in this we know that wanda's gonna be in dr strange i didn't need him here no no um but i i wonder if like what does this say for um for captain marvel 2 that we're gonna have a, a powered monica rambeau there mm-hmm. and are they going to need to um in in that movie, reference WandaVision as an explainer for like, oh, this is Monica. She also has powers. Go watch WandaVision. I, I think to some extent, Marvel has has been pretty good at this at, at keeping movies to some extent self contained. Like you can watch any one of the Marvel movies, and while you might be a little confused, like wait a minute, who's that? Where did they come from? They do a pretty good job, I think, of making it mostly self contained. Hmm. So I imagine that that she'll show up and she'll have powers, and they'll be like. They'll explain in a, in a one line, like, oh, she has power. She's from Sword on Earth. Like, if you want to know the details, yeah, you got to watch WandaVision, but you don't have to or you or you won't have any idea what's going on. 
Right. We've also kind of reached a critical mass where you could just introduce a character and be like, hey, this is Monica. She's got fucking light powers. And you're just like, cool. Yeah. We're yeah. in space with shape-shifting green guys. I, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Just do yeah. it. Yeah, I th- we've reached a critical mass that the comics have been at for, for decades, which is that basically, yeah, you just accept that somebody has superpowers. And I think that one of the things we're seeing with the transition to TV is that they are doing a, well, we can do kind of the smaller stories and we can do stories where we don't have to explain the baseline of how everybody gets powers all the time. Right. So the second post credit scene, mm-hmm. um, very much like Iron Man two was it Iron Man two where we first see uh, the Hulk like is now hiding out in a, a cabin out in the mountains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cause at, at the very end we here, we have Wanda also out in the mountains in a cabin all by herself. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she, made that herself or if she uh you know actually went to like airbnb and was able to rent this out (laughs) but she's got this cute little cabin where she's seemingly you know just making some coffee and like reflecting on things getting some decompression time Mm -hmm. but then we also get the reveal that she's also has a second version of herself this is very dr strange-esque yeah. floating up in the air doing weird hand shit and uh kind of doing some some studying on the dark hold L- I, <laughs> I think that's i think that's her astral form okay uh, but what's interesting is that because she has that sort of ghosty look that dr strange does in his astral form i think that's meant to be her astral form but what's interesting is dr strange and i think most of the astral forms we've seen your body is inert while you're in your astral form this is Wanda like walking around her astral form is also that's, that's a level of power we have not seen. Yeah. Um, that is, it's pretty cool to see that she's able to kind of split off and do multiple tasks at the same time. And is there a limit to what her powers are? <laughs> they seem to keep adding new things to mm-hmm. uh, whatever she is. And this all the, all the more seems to make, Thanos just seemed kind of wimpy <laughs> in comparison. <laughs> like if Thanos was the biggest bad, or you know, just kind of looking at any of the other heroes, I wonder if the next iteration of Avengers or the the new class all just have to keep like stepping up their game. They can't they can't be lower tier if they're operating at a at a Wanda Maximoff level in the Avengers. You know, in in the comics, they, there's always been uh, a varying varying ability of powers. Like Wanda is the most powerful version. I mean, to to jump around a little bit, it used to be that whenever a Spider-Man faced a new foe, that that foe was the most powerful he'd ever faced, and he couldn't defeat them. Now, sometimes that foe was like Kangaroo, and in that <laughs> issue, Kangaroo was the most powerful threat he'd ever faced. He had never faced a man with such powerful thighs, and that is that is kind of the 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 way you got to look at this is that yes here she's presented as more powerful than Sorcerer Supreme all that kind of thing but in theory that doesn't mean you can't introduce a bad guy who's more powerful than her but who can also be taken down by Ant Man you can't you can't have a zero sum game where it's a power level of like nine or ten and then everybody else has to be an eleven there's got to be different circumstances where raw power isn't the only thing because otherwise yeah you just start you keep you keep ramping up and then you can't do stories about guys like Ant-Man or Captain America where like yeah okay guy the guys he can lift a car who cares Wanda can lift a car with her pinky like you, well, you have to be able to to play that off a little bit 
This is why you need to introduce scouters into the MCU. <laughs> Someone in your audience will get that and they will appreciate it. I don't. I don't either. I get it. I just don't appreciate it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, you. Th- that reminds me of like when Hulk was so powerful that what they had to do is make it that he's also really sad and he has to self-isolate. He doesn't want the battle and he tries mm-hmm. to avoid it. Uh, Wanda is now a recluse as well. She's going away from things. Uh, you can't constantly have Captain Marvel there who's also operating at an infinity stone level of power. So you have to have her be a, a galactic protector like like Green Lantern. So she's just out in space handling a whole bunch of stuff all the time. Right. Um, I mean, it it always just seems to me like it just matters the scope of the story that you're telling. It's only when you start getting stuff together, you know, that this starts to be a problem. I mean, I guess if you can suspend your disbelief for all of the Netflix Marvel shows and why as things continually escalate further and further and further and further, nobody ever shows up from the main MCU to help those poor defenders out <laughs> with their horrible ninja army of undead Sigourney Weavers or whatever the yeah, hell was yeah. going on in that show. I mean, now it's like if, if shit's really hitting the fan, if Galactus shows up and um, Wanda doesn't just go, now you're a bunch of uh, pixie dust or whatever, <laughs> then well, what the hell Wanda? Oh, you I don't know. Really I think have that in your capability. I was going to say Galactus is waiting in the wings and that's the guy who's going to be a parallel that Wanda can't handle. Is he? Yeah, Galactus is primordial. He's before the he existed before the Infinity Stones. He existed before the Big Bang. So you can easily make him a power level where where you you've got to you just can't throw throw down with your Infinity Stone powers at him. Great. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is just put in some line of dialogue where Stephen Strange or somebody is just like, "Oh, magic doesn't work on galactic technology. It's been yep. like that for a billion years." Yep. Just make it I up. Mean, it doesn't matter. Yep, I do yep. not know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there are there, there's rules and there's rules and there's you, you, you definitely have to be able to be like, well, wait a minute, is this your most powerful thing? Well, yeah, but then there'd be no story. So. I guess my last lingering question um, for this series, this limited series, WandaVision, is how is it that the FBI has authority over, over S.W.O.R.D.? <laughs> when it, when Wu's like, I'll bring in my FBI guys. And 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 uh, Hayward's like, oh, no. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I... I think it seemed to me like I they were implying didn't that, give a shit. <laughs> it seemed like they were implying that Hayward had gone off the reservation, that he that like he was running his own little thing here. Okay. But and, and the FBI is the as we're probably gonna find out from various investigations in the next couple of years, the FBI are the people who are supposed to when there's government malfeasance, they're the ones who are supposed to be the cops for those people. Right. <laughs> now and in the MCU, they can actually do shit. <laughs> Oh, because it's fiction. Okay. Yes, because it's fiction. The bad, guys, <laughs> the bad guys sometimes lose in fiction. Um, do you guys have any uh, last thoughts? I I really enjoyed the series overall. I know that I spent a lot of time being critical here, but again, it's like I, I there's a thing on the internet that I feel like has to be said from time to time where you can like have a problem with a thing, but still really like it, want to watch it a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and that's where I lined up. I loved the the TV stuff. Um, and I liked a lot of what was done here. 
I kind of just wish there was maybe like one more episode to get everything set up so that it could have been wrapped up in a really neat bow at the end. Um, just because there was a few too many things to shove into one episode, but even a 50 minute episode, maybe they could have just ended with a full length movie. Maybe the last episode could have just been a two hour feature film that you got instead. I mean, they were halfway there, but <laughs> right. um, I liked it a lot. I will definitely watch more of this, and I'm glad that Vision and Wanda got their day in the sun. So, how are you feeling, Randy? Uh, very happy with it. I, I remain uh, unconvinced that we needed three episodes of sitcom pastiche at the beginning, but overall, as a nine episode series, I'm very happy with this. I was talking with the TV dude less about this, and he pointed out that this is the first thing Marvel's done on TV where you could put it in your, you know, everybody has their rankings, the MCU. Yeah. This is this is the only thing I would say that I, I Age of the Shield, even Agent Carter, none of the Netflix stuff. I wouldn't rank any of that stuff in amongst the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Yeah. This is the first thing where I'm like, yeah, I would put this in my rankings. And, I, and as I was doing a sort of rough looking, it's it's probably in my top 10. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Weird. This this goes up there and there's there's a good good list of films there's also a, a bad list of films in the mcu um i i, I forgot we we, we kind of missed this i missed this point um at the very end you see that while wanda is is in her astral plane she's hearing her kids scream to her um nicole jackson says has she hear her kids when they'd been erased i'm confused Rain. yeah and that i believe is set up because they're they're definitely aiming for the young avengers and uh, her kids are both members of the Young Avengers. So I think that basically they're going to go with a thing that once created, they couldn't be fully destroyed. Or maybe this is where Nightmare or Mephisto is messing with her and like trying to get her powers. And that's what's going to lead them into Doctor Strange. That definitely felt like the nod to here's what happens next. Just like every post credit sequence in, in every Marvel movie is usually a nod to here's what movie is coming next. Well, yeah, I, I think in a way, I was going to say it stands to reason, but I'm not sure how much uh, reason is <laughs> existing in this show. Um, but if the if those kids are a manifestation of her and she in part has reabsorbed their identities and could mm -hmm. bring them back about if ever she wanted to make a bubble out in the cabin in the woods mm -hmm. or whatever, um, yeah, but like potentially she could have those kids back or if she learns a little bit more about her powers and how to focus the the cone of, of influence, maybe she could figure it out through the dark hold and uh, bring them back. Yeah, I'm sure maybe nothing will hearing them in the damned <laughs> astral plane. Yeah, nothing. Good. Nothing bad can happen from her reading the book of the of evil dead that nothing bad will happen there. I think that'll go. Yeah, <laughs> I what, what good. Um. I asked everyone for their final thoughts in uh, in the YouTube thread, and Dennis McElwain says, too much sitcom. Yeah, Dennis. <laughs> Come on. <Ooh. laughs> uh, Zeph101, the original, says, the series was good at grounding and exploring the characters while still being a fun MCU thing. G. Miller says, the line of what is grief, if not love persevering alone, made the entire series worth watching. Agreed. Loan says, I really liked it overall, even if the finale was a bit disappointing. Still very good. Um, and Will Morris says, uh, final thoughts? Maybe I shouldn't wake up at 2 a.m. to watch a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did that. I was pretty happy about it, but yeah. Uh, and Karen says, uh, they, said the, they set a high bar for other MCU TV shows now. We now know 
they can pull a TV show off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think that's where I land. Uh, there's we we've seen test cases of how other people handle the Marvel properties, and I at least personally have been. Um, disappointed with pretty much all iterations save maybe a season of daredevil mm-hmm. um so to to see this executed at the level of what i've come to expect of the mcu franchise of the brand um and done with a degree of of mature pathos you know th- th- there's more they could have explored there but still uh, it's it's material that I feel is is above above your your standard um, beat 'em up uh, Zack Snyder popcorn fair or whatever the fuck he's making over at HBO. <laughs> um, I'm just really impressed by this, and I I love how it has enriched what has come before it, as well as laid groundwork for the potential of future shows and films um, after afterwards. Mm-hmm. So. I'm 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 in the camp for it. It's interesting because I was um I was thinking when this show started that it's kind of strange that I felt like I've been really off of the MCU for a while and I think it's because I liked Endgame but I didn't like Spider-Man Far From Home and I didn't really like Ant-Man and the Wasp and then there was a whole 2020 where we had no MCU and it was just so nice to get back to kind of the part that I liked and go, Oh, right. This is why I was super into all these like movies and things for so long. Um, so I really enjoyed that. It was really nice to have something every Friday to watch that. I could just be like, yeah, Jeff, the fourth episode, when it transitions from the sitcom to what happened after the snap or when, or the blip, when I guess they start phasing back in and Monica Mm -hmm. returns, how that was a cold open build up that felt so like a marvel movie mm-hmm. before the marvel credits run it gave me such chills to remember how much i loved watching a marvel movie in the theaters and having that flipping i'm like ah yep. so good yep, yep. just well, that sensation is like so worth it well the i love the mcu it's it's a huge thing for me and to some extent, when Endgame happened, while I thought it was such a great ending, I was a little worried that they basically ended it. I was like, where are they going to go from here? And then the pandemic happened. And kind of like Jeff, I was like, well, maybe that was it. Maybe this was just lucky t- timing, I guess, that basically we don't ever get to see what they were going to do with Eternals and whatever other stuff. And then they released the slate of what they were doing, and I got excited again. Then we got WandaVision, and we got that, like you say, that that credits, the, that credits stinger mm. the music. And I'm like... Oh, right. I love this, and I'm so happy it's back. It's great. <laughs> Fabrice Prevett says, It was a great series about grief. I'm happy that the vision battle was resolved through the use of a thought experiment. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they made some really smart calls in this series. Um, I want to thank you guys uh, for joining me this week, uh, Jeff and Randy. Um, where can people find you? Uh, Randy, you go first. Uh, people can find me over at uh, thetvdudes.com. We do a weekly TV podcast. that will probably be talking about WandaVision again. So if you want to hear more of my yammering, that'll be there. And then also I do a pop culture podcast for my store, Rogues Gallery Comics and Games, that you can find at roguesgallerytx.com. Jeff. See that? You just put www and then .com on the end of it, and you'll be at ragesleck.com full of video game things for video game people. And there's even a lot of Grant there. 
great. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm reversed in my camera. I can never tell which direction I'm going. Well, I got here. Hours. <laughs> no, that's don't touch that. <laughs> don't like that part. Um, and then uh, thank you to the audience that's, that's joined us. This was uh, started kind of last minute as a oh, you know what? It'd be fun to talk about WandaVision and still trying to feel out and get a, a rhythm for this, but it's been a fun. Uh, fun way to dive into something I'm already like just super uh, enthusiastic and passionate about uh, talking about the MCU, even if I don't have the full wealth of knowledge that uh, this guy, oh, grab, 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 Randy uh, <laughs> is over here. Um, and yeah, uh, I want to say thank you guys for joining us. We are going to continue with talking about um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which debuts in two weeks. And the um, and the just like the Snyder cut, right? That's in the MCU, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally gonna watch it. Do you guys want to do like a? I yeah. do. No, no, I have not watched. I have not watched any of the Snyder movies. I've, I saw Man of Steel, and I was out. I am definitely not watching that. Oh, I 100 percent have to see what this thing is. Oh my god! If you uh, if you want to hear. What real hate sounds like when it comes out of my mouth. I think that Zack Snyder is a cultural vandal and should be tried in the Hague for what he has done to Superman. God damn it. Just correct. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, next week, actually uh, planning to have a, a preview episode for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So uh, no break. Um, we'll be back here next week at um, Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time to talk all about that show and uh, talk about the preview, what we're kind of anticipating for the show. And then we'll be back uh, reviewing week to week the week after that. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining. Thanks once again, Randy. And thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having us, Grant. That's what I was waiting Bye. for. I was like, uh, thank, thank me. <laughs> thank you, Grant. <laughs> so shitty of me. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, thanks again. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>